Hello everybody and welcome back to Murder Blows. Today, Maisie is going to tell you about the piece of... Well, I'll let you decide yourself. His name is Ken Rex McElroy and uh, he's garbage. I'm not going to lie to you. He's garbage. You know who's not garbage though? Me or my co-hosts. Maisie. Violet. And Cody has got a sore throat and can't talk because we double recorded again, but... Uh, we miss you so much, Cody, so much, because you would have loved this story, and you'll love it later. But thank you for joining us. I'm going to play some intro music. Buckle up. drying in the sink right now so nice nice i'll report back later what time is it where you're at what time yeah yeah five. Oh, nice we've been re-watching how i met your mother and we're starting to realize how much of uh marshall and lily we are oh the episode where they get locked in the bathroom together yeah and lily's like i have to pee and they have, like, <laughs> no mystery left in their relationship. Yeah. Uh, there's 100% every morning. First of all, <laughs> that's so personal. It's not even funny. John will pee for, like, 10 minutes. And it's to the point where, like, I, I know if I can't hear him peeing for a long time, that it's time to go to the doctor. Like, <laughs> it's consistent. It's so consistent. So every morning... He'll have to pee, and I'm like, can I have my turn, please? So we're at the pee level. He refuses to believe that I do number two. Um, I don't fart. It's just not how my system works. I'm a burper through and through, have been ever since childhood. So he's always like, your burp smell awful. And I'm like, well, close your nose. And it's just burp. Yeah. (laughs) It's just a burp. <sighs> Fuck, guys, I was muted again. That's fine. <laughs> it's like, fine. the whole time? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I'm this just, whole odd conversation about pooping in front of each other. <laughs> yeah. Recap, I'm excited about Maisie's tof- tofu. I've never peed in front of my husband. But he has peed in front of me. Well, that's... But you guys have, like, multiple bathrooms. So that's, like, step one. We didn't always. We used to live in a trailer together. And we even then, together, though we, mm. we were not dating, mm. we were so platonic. It is not funny, but now it makes a cute story. It does. Very true. Very true. That's always my favorite. I'm like Sasha. Tell everybody how you guys met, and you're like, he snapped my bra strap in the fourth grade. Yep. I think that's Sixth literally grade. what she said at the sleepover. I was yeah. like, he did. <laughs> Excuse I mean, me. It wasn't cool back then, but. It wasn't cool. (laughs) It's so cool now, guys. Ladies, if you're listening and you're in the fourth grade, he snaps your bra strap. He's the one. It was actually the sixth grade in Mr. Porter's math class. Mr. Porter, if you're listening to this, thank you for letting (gasps) me borrow your jacket when I was cold because I was always cold. And your jacket smelled like cigarette smokes. You were fooling no one. (laughs) If 
Mr. Porter was. If Mr. Porter was the one that married you guys, I would die. <laughs> I think he would die. I wonder if he's still alive. He had great. Sasha's like. I was just like, I think he would die. Maybe he's already dead. Google <laughs> Mr. Porter from the sixth grade. <laughs> he, like I said, he was old and drove a motorcycle when he was my teacher. Oh yeah. You have a ponytail and a mohawk, like Dog the Bounty Hunter. A Not a mohawk, a mullet. No mohawk. No mullet. He had a ponytail though. A big long. Is a white ponytail. Ponytail. Was the top of his head bald? It was just like the sides and then a ponytail? Nope, he had a full head of hair. Wow. Yeah, Mr. Porter, you're breaking all the stereotypes. <laughs> Silver Fox over here. Yeah. Dude, if your math yeah, teacher yeah. actually listened to this podcast, I would pee. <laughs> I'm now going to do some awkward Facebooking, though, to see if I can find him. <laughs> Friend request, Mr. Porter. <laughs> yes, you won't see Mr. Porter's picture on the Instagram. We can't do it. Sorry, no. sorry. We can just put a picture of Harrison Ford with a ponytail, which I'm sure exists. Oh, we're going to find <laughs> out. <laughs> we're about to find out. Can we just drop it in the Facebook group uh, for Cody? Because <laughs> she's not here with oh, us yeah. this week. We're like double that one recording. time, oh yeah, hey, Cody's still sick. Um, like that one time, <laughs> she's fine. We were... we're just double recording. Yes, <laughs> an hour. She, she might be healed by now, but um, words and stuff. So it looks like Harrison Ford has never had a ponytail. Never donned a pony. I know Sean Connery has, but I like not a big fan of Sean Connery. Whoa, hold up. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, I watched this compilation of like every time Sean Connery, James Bond has like abused women and it is astounding. Ew. Isn't it awkward? Ew. Well, it makes me like it makes me like Daniel Craig. Did you find the one in the red suit? Yeah, it did. There you go. <laughs> that weird that I knew exactly the my mom's really into Sean Connery. In the red suit? Your mom's into Sean Connery in the red suit? Just into Sean Connery. Like, this is a lot. Like, this is I'm a sure lot of skin. Yeah. Well, if I think Sean Connery has always looked the same to me. Like, it's That's never true. like, to me, like, I remember realizing that I was kind of, like, attracted to Harrison Ford. I mean, obviously in Star Wars. Like, young me was like, whoa, that's a man right there. And then <laughs> suddenly, like, randomly... I went and saw Firewall in theaters. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, am I attracted to older men? Fun <laughs> fact. <laughs> Harrison Ford made me question that hardcore. Um, I have a friend that's going to look like Sean Connery when he gets older. Oh, God, mm-hmm. bless his soul. Women everywhere. I watched this, uh, it was like through the years of People Magazine's Sexiest Man of the Year or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, how'd that go? It was daughters with their moms, and it was so funny, because, like, the daughters were talking about, like, Channing Tatum and stuff like that, and then they showed it, because Sean Connery won that one year, and all of the moms were like, ooh la la. (laughs) I was like, it must just be a mom thing. Moms, look up Sean Connery beats women in James Bond for ten minutes, and it will change your opinion. At least of the writers. Well, so Daniel Craig said he didn't want to do James Bond anymore because he hated the way he treated women. And I was like, you treat women the best out of all the Bonds. (laughs) Maybe it's just the culture behind. 
I think it is. It came out in like a time, like I remember I tried to watch one of the older ones and I hadn't seen it since I was really young and it was Sean Connery. And literally like in the first five minutes, he tells this woman in a bikini to leave that the men were talking and smacks her butt. And she's just like, I love being this. Ew. (laughs) I was just like, I hate this so bad. Like I would pay so many dollars for this to get remade and that woman to just like choke Sean Connery out. (laughs) <laughs> remind me to put Sean Connery in the red suit in the Instagram <laughs> you, I'll never let you forget <laughs> I literally just wrote Sean Connery red suit because it's already it's already saved on my phone like it's not going anywhere boom, boom. oh my god you put it in the Facebook group woof that's what you meant oh yeah so Cody gets confused he looks like Borat okay <laughs> that's what, yeah, oh that's what my there's a lot of skin. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. You're kidding. I guess no. this is only indicative of the fact that you can only go up from here. <laughs> I guess. I just mean that's a lot. It looks like <laughs> the way the hair is, like on his actual head, not the ponytail part, he looks like what Squidward would look like. <laughs> Sean Connery plays Squidward and Squidward alive. That's some great A casting. I think Sean Connery retired from acting though. Are there bullets on the suspenders of yeah. that red suit? Yeah. This is some next level. Yeah. Wow. The 70s were a weird time in 60s. Hey, the 70s were lit. You know, I did give credit to uh, Harrison Ford for realizing I was into older men, but I guess technically Skeletor took that claim. Mm, that's not the first time you've brought that up on this podcast. Too, I just love him. Someone else brought him up today, and I got all flustered. <laughs> <laughs> I love... <laughs> I love it. I get so truly embarrassed when people, like, they're even like, <laughs> do you remember seeing that meme with Skeletor? I'm just like, please don't say his name around me. Like, we broke up. <laughs> not ready to talk about it it was a long time ago but it's still really hard for me it is like really sore you're just like we're not ready for this yet (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to carry on with this this is making me really uncomfortable (laughs) this is Um, a safe space and we're here for you the only reason i want to watch the new she-ra show come at me at me all day i understand it's probably great for women and i probably will watch it anyways but just on the glimpse of hope that I get like a newly animated Skeletor. They'll probably make him like all edgy and emo though. I'll be disappointed. I need those skeleton pecs. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Ribs. <laughs> I think he's got pecs. Mm. I think I he's gonna go home. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna make me Google Skeletor pecs? I'll just Google a picture of Skeletor. No, like, my search engine doesn't already... Oh, yeah. Man, it's ripped. He's got abs. That's how ripped he is. Oh, fair. Okay. Fine. Well, that's weird. Should have turned safe search on. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super uncomfortable. Should have turned safe search on. That's the name. <laughs> no. The podcast will always be named after shit you see. Wah. 
No, I was looking through because Sasha said it one time and she was like, I just want to name an episode just one time. I'm not the only one that names things, you guys. You guys are equally hilarious. No, because there will be a day when we have to record and you won't be available. And we'll be like, well, what do we do now? (laughs) No, it will be incredible. I bet I bet that episode people were like, wow, I could actually like tolerate this one. <laughs> no. Quit after Violet's laugh got too much. Came back, uh, pleasantly surprised. <laughs> mm. Um foddering is kinda hard when we've foddered our faces off. John just walked in. You might hear John, some. how was your walk? How was your walk, Sasha said? It was delightful. It was delightful. Nice and windy. Yes, yeah, I didn't listen to podcasts, if that's what she's asking. No. No. Oh, <laughs> he's in, oh, so John comes in one day, he was like, guess what I did? Guess what I'm listening to? And we always play this game, and it's always like a band, I don't know. And I said, a yeah. podcast. And he said, yes. And I said, oh, what? He was like, NPR. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Did you know I have a podcast called Red Bulls? We're on Spotify now. <laughs> We're like hip, up to date with all the cool topics. Yeah, yeah. So we're starting slow. Um, what's that one you listen to? Planet Money. Planet Money from NPR. Is that a podcast, a budgeting podcast? It's not. They talk about, so the one I listened to in the car was about food, like the vendors underneath the baseball stadiums and how they have to kind of like place bets on what kind of food they want to sell that night and what the customers are feeling and what the customers are feeling and it's like based on weather and how the game's going to go and who they're, who they're playing and stuff like that so i mean it's interesting but it's just not your crime so but yeah. if you want to listen to NPR that's fine i guess that's a good that's a good one they're like well known i guess my listens to up first every morning what's that hour. it's like a 10 minute news podcast oh they have one of those but it's for like the end of the day called today explained that i've been listening to and it's just it's mostly political stuff or stuff that happens on the news and you're like what i really want school principal is still the same lady in middle school whoa okay that's besides the point wow did you find your teacher no Falling off the face of the earth. I found my uh, science cool. teacher, but which he's been teaching for twenty three years now. That is f- fucking insane. Wow. My Spanish teacher in high school was like, "Don't look me up on Facebook. I won't accept your friend request." Oh, ooh, your sick friends. Burn. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. I tell you the truth, I don't remember her name. I think I gave give this same speech to everyone that starts at my job like do you remember when you were training Brittany and I was like I'm just gonna be honest with you I have enough friends I don't want any more <laughs> yeah she was like what did you say <laughs> no, she... look if you don't listen to our podcast you can't be a guest on it <laughs> I have enough hosts rules rules laying them down that's what I like about you, Sasha. Always laying down those rules. Um, oh, man. Oh, I can finally tell this story now. Because uh, oh, yeah. I didn't fodder it in the last episode. I hope Maisie's listening. If not, totally cool. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, like, trying to... No, no, no. 
No. <laughs> trying to welcome your husband home and then also get okay. him out. I had to welcome my sad mom home. She was very tired. Oh, uh-huh. she's <laughs> She's just very tired. She's been working like overtimes, but she's been doing like seven to sevens for like a, like 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. for like a week straight. And she came home and she was like, I didn't make it that last hour. I'm not going to church. I'm going to go watch Great British Baking Show and go to bed. I also put her through, I had a really, really rough day yesterday, and, like, I've been crying all day, and she came home, and she was like, your cheeks are red, are you, are you warm? Do you want me to turn on the air? And I was like, no, and I just I started want my crying, mommy. and she was like, oh, no, do you want to watch TV? Will that make you feel better? And I was like, yeah, can we watch Big Little Lies? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so, Aww. we did. Uh, she was a trooper. She sat through both super weird scenes with Nicole Kidman. Um, bless her soul. So Nicole Kidman gets like hella naked and like fingers herself in the second episode of the show. Whoa. In the, in the first episode, her husband hits her. Whoa. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. But not that he hits her. The show is just incredible. But And then they like have very, very rough, quick sex. And it's really intense to watch with my mother, I discovered. <laughs> that's not the story I was going to share though so <laughs> everyone's just like uh, um, okay for those of you that don't know uh, I'm sorry um, I'm Jewish uh, Jewish being the ish part um, but no and I totally like I'm not kosher I used to try to be kosher um but Asian Sasha and I took, a, took an old stop down in our favorite Asian market in Knoxville, and they had grilled pork-flavored Lay's that were, like, imported from Japan. And I was so hyped for these chips. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get two bags because I know I'm going to like them. I mean, who doesn't like grilled pork? I'll tell you who, juice. Um, it was the first day of Hanukkah. <laughs> our first night of Hanukkah that you were and, proudly wearing your Hanukkah sweater for yes I, I was I had my happy Hanukkah it was even spelled the right way um, and this girl came up and she was talking to me she's like oh I had a Jewish friend when I lived in New York and I was like secretly inwardly like surprise surprise cause like mm. everyone that lived in New York had a Jewish friend if you didn't might be an anti-Semite no I'm just kidding Ooh. just kidding just kidding just a joke because there's a lot of Jews in New York. Um, there are. My mom used to work at an all-Jewish daycare. See? We like big cities. We like the hustle and bustle. It's why I did so poorly in the mountains. Because I wanted to be a mountain woman, but I need, needed some bustle that wasn't tourist. Anyways. Um, and so the girl was like, oh, I love your sweater. And she started talking to me. And she scanned my potato chips and I had not been thinking at all because, like I said, I don't <laughs> practice kosher traditions at all. But I should at least practice said kosher traditions during the one big... I mean, we have like 27 holidays, but, but this, this is, is the big one. This is the big one. Um, <laughs> and she goes, wait, how can you eat these if you're Jewish? And I was like, oh. <laughs> I could not think of a of a rational now I've thought of like seventy five different things. Said, I could have for my friend. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It would have been so simple to go, oh, they're they're uh they're for a friend. But no, instead I was just like, mm, 
Uh, well. Got me. <laughs> yeah, you got me. You got me. It was really, really embarrassing, though. And I was I'm like, here for it. It was so funny, though. It was one of those awkward moments that, like, I just kept giggling about, but, like, awkwardly giggling. Like, I can't believe that happened. Um, yeah, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Sasha, have you seen your, uh, your cats on your walk home lately? I know it's getting cold. So funny that you should mention that. Uh-huh. Uh, so I didn't even know. <laughs> Look at that. The the cat, my cat Frumpkin, uh, my stray cat Frumpkin. Uh, so Frumpkin has a really bad habit of running across the street to see me, and that makes me very nervous. Oh, oh yeah. But like I, well, there was like a lot of traffic going on in the road, and I was walking home, and I saw her see me across the road, and I was oh, like, no. no, 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 you stay over there, I'll come to you. So I go across the road, I'm crossing the road, and it's fine. I get over there, and I pet the kitty, and I walk away like I didn't bring any traits for her today and so I become acutely aware that someone is yelling at me what um because keep in mind I'm wearing both a hat and my earmuffs it's fucking cold out yeah and apparently the woman across the street is yelling don't feed that cat on my side of the road or in my driveway and I was like Keep that cat where I damn well please. Yeah, for real. Whoa. I got like I don't like when people yell at me because um I don't like being yelled at. But I got human? like really sad about it, huh? Because you're a human. Because I'm a human. Yeah. So I got like really sad about it very quickly, and then I was like, "What an awful person to like not want a cat to have food." Oh my like, god. If your life is that sad. I'm sorry. And so then I just got over it. The end. That was good. And I'm glad I was on there. Uh, I did not. I didn't feed her because, well, I didn't feed her because Daryl got into the treat bag and ate all of the treats. What a little monster. (laughs) (laughs) Such a little terror, but it's fine. You know, uh, I told you guys the good girl story, right? That guy that said good girl to me. yes. Uh He still comes through. And some days I deal with him. Some days I don't. Um, today I got to deal with them. Uh, I should note there's this guy. If you listen to the podcast, hey, what's up? Your dog is like, here it is. He comes to the drive through. I feel really awful. I thought about it today. I was like, I don't know this guy's name, but I know his dog's name by his drink order. <laughs> his dog's name is Zeus, and he Aww. is he is wolf. Like he Aww. looks like a straight up, not like, oh, it's a husky with a little bit. He looks like a wolf. He is so beautiful. Like he and he's always so happy. Oh, it's like if a wolf and a fox had a baby. Like he's just Aww. very that's that's the thing. He looks like a genuine wolf. And uh, his name is Zeus and he likes his pup cups and he is so cute. <laughs> um <laughs> the only time I will get that voice on is when I'm talking about animals, but and so sure enough, this guy that gets the tall coffee with three equals comes through right behind him. And I was talking to him, and I reached out and pet Zeus, and then I went back and washed my hands and came back, and he was like, he was like, you know, does that does that guy keep his dog in the front seat or the back seat? I was like, I don't know. He always comes up to the front seat to say hi, and then the back seat, when we give him his pup cup so he can get pets. And that's all I know. And he was like, I think driving with a dog is irresponsible. And I was like, well, some people that's have to. Dumb. 
Yeah. And he was like, I think it's just as bad as drunk driving. And if they get into an accident, that's their fault. And I was like, (laughs) I was just like, God, you're so old. Why aren't you dead yet? I think old people driving is dangerous. (laughs) And boating. No, I'm sorry. Um... Um, yeah, uh, so that's how I feel about, it. but no, I, <laughs> I was so mad and I was like, why, why does he want to come to me with that stuff? So everyone else thought this guy was like such a pure human because he thought he was cute leaving a 25 cent tip. He's like, here's your quarter for the day, which I think is douchey, but yeah. like, what well, they let, they let you know, they wait till you've turned around yeah. so you can see them tip and you're like, mm, thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Well, he puts it in my hand and packs it there, like, this is for you. And I'm just like, thanks, dude. But, and then it's all of a double sudden, there's a cleanup stuck to your hand. Yeah. It's a double-edged sword, though, because, like, when the little ladies are like, oh, here, honey, I'm sorry, I don't have more to give. I'm just like, it's fine. Every bit counts. Every penny counts. But this old man is just like, here's for you. And I'm just like, get out. Get out of my life right now. Get out. I hope you die. Well, and it was one thing calling me good girl. Like, that literally sent me to my feminist peak rage. I turned into my final form. Um, But then, like, saying that stuff that he hopes this guy gets into a car accident with his dog in the car. Like, get out. Like, no one's asking for your opinion, homeboy. Especially me, who doesn't like you. In fact, I'm so petty that you asked for three equal and I put two sweet and low and one Splenda one time. You can't tell. <laughs> oh. Into your decaf coffee. Oh man, all the time. This guy came over and he's like, "Hey, will you decaf this order?" I was like, "Oh, it's done. <laughs> like already it's already did. done in decaf." Yeah, you don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> Why do I still have a job there? I'm such a awful. You're you're person. challenging them at this point. You're like, "Go ahead, do it." <laughs> what you got? What you what got? You, you got plenty email. of evidence. Hi, Violet. We listen to Murder Blows. Mm, okay. <laughs> I'll see myself out. <laughs> I'll just leave. Uh, They're like, we want to give you a promotion. You're going to work more hours now. <laughs> right, yeah. We appreciate those open-minded views. I'm just like, no! We went through the Bucks uh, drive through for Black Friday because we don't Black Friday shop but we were eating we were going to eat and Jeremiah was hangry and so I had to feed him before we went to eat um but he they were like they pull up to the window or whatever and we just like to roll down the window so Sif can smell we never have ordered him a pup cup right but they were like do you need a pup cup today and I was like (laughs) fuck it it's Thanksgiving let's do this they gave him a grande cup of no. Oh no. my god. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. He <laughs> had a we'll die. blast, though. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, he is 90 pounds. It's okay. Well, and he um, got his first pup cup when he was still a wee baby, right? A wee baby, yeah. So he's had two <laughs> pup cups in his entire life. But uh, he sugar crashed so hard. It was so <laughs> funny. He was like too hyper. He was like running. I was like, you need to calm down. And then finally <laughs> it wears off and he falls asleep like immediately and is like, I'm done with everyone's shit. So it was the cutest. Well, I think it's funny too because I don't really, 
I'm really awful about this because I know like giving your dogs that much dairy, like there are people that come through every day and get their dog's pup cups. And I'm not calling you people out because I just, you, I give my cat everything. Like I made a turkey sandwich today. She got some of it. Like I share everything with my cat to the point where like, it's probably not healthy. I know it's not, but like, I don't share like chocolate or stuff like that, but like, I I do share a lot with her. Not the best cat mom. I do understand. Mm-hmm. She did swipe a tortilla chip out of my hand the other day, though. She Ooh. knows what's good. So she's very grabby. My cat eats with her hands, like literally. I love I'm that. Not exaggerating. She literally like picks stuff up with her hands and then eats it out of her paw. I want a video. It's the actual cutest thing I've ever seen. She does the same thing with her water sometimes. <laughs> and she does it with dry food, wet food. But that's how she grabs things. So I had a bowl of tortilla chips and she straight up dug her claws into one and ate it. <laughs> that's hilarious. But uh, she's special. But uh, I do see people like come through every day. And like I said, what you do with your dog is your business. But sometimes... I'm just like, I'm just going to give your dog a break and I just line the rim with whipped cream and make it look like it's full. That's Which fair. I know is probably upsetting, but I'm just like, your dog has breathing problems. Like, also, they don't, you don't pay for a pup cup, right? No, they are free. Yeah, they're free. And so, and that's the thing, like, with big dogs, I've seen people hand out, like, grande cups, and, and I will say, this sweet guy comes in with his dog, Miss Nietzsche, oh, she is like, but he gets her a cup of almond milk, and Aww. it's so cute, I don't charge him for it, because I'm an awful person, I'm just like, yes, Miss Nietzsche, here's your milk, oh, she's so cute, <laughs> I could go on about dogs all day, though. <laughs> Welcome to... Murder blows, but dogs don't. <laughs> Murder blows, dog edition. That's true. That's true. They don't. They don't. They're the best. I don't even have a dog, and I think they're the best. I they just are. saw my dog come home, and now I'm like, I gotta finish this podcast so I can go pet him. <laughs> All right, I like that uh, he doesn't make an entrance when he comes home. Oh, unless Violet's there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, but Violet did we tell you about that? The- yeah, he straight up, like, it's it's not embarrassing, I think it's cute, but, like, even at Thanksgiving, in a room with, like, 15 other people, I walked in, and Sif, like, looked towards the door, and his lip does this thing where he almost looks sad before he does it, and then he just goes, ow, 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 He had been so good at all Friendsgiving, and saw Violet, and made a huge... <laughs> A huge ruckus. I don't know what it is. He's just like, I need to go give her a hug right now out of my way, everyone. Sometimes he'll go upstairs, forget I'm there, and come back down and see me and be like, oh my god. Be surprised all over again. Yeah. It's like when your fun grandma comes into town. (laughs) Except I see him pretty regularly. (laughs) I love it. Well. His best dog. I like Mari too. I should note. We went hiking with Mari. Oh, yeah, she I was. We could bring Sif to. <laughs> I know that would be fun, but they would destroy my apartment. <laughs> Together <laughs> as a team. Together, so because Mari gets so excited, she is not like spatially aware of anything. Aww. And so with the big old boy like Sif, 
It would be great. <laughs> Put them out on the patio. That would work out so great. So great. Oh, man. Well, there is a dog in my story, but it's not happy. Oh, no. Oh, I thought you were going to segue with the dog, and I was like, mm -mm, no, you're not. Uh, I am, but it's... Oh, no. It's, it's not the main attraction. It's okay. the fucking Marley and Me episode of Murder Blows. No, it's not. <laughs> the My Dog Skip, the Hachi. Please <laughs> stop listening. I know the name of this dog, which makes it worse. Oh, no. All right. <laughs> Well, two right. beers here, so I'm ready. This episode, oh, that's funny. This episode is a uh, massive shout out to Allie because we send each other little video messages, and I had not even 24 hours to put this case together. And um, so once I was like, I can, you know, find something to do, and I video messaged Allie, and I was like, What is your favorite kind of case? And she said conspiracy theories, and I was like, not my department, but okay. <laughs> and then she said uh, vigilante justice, and I was like, I can get behind that. And then she said there was another one, but I stuck to the vigilante justice. Why oh, is this... she, like, basically violent? <laughs> they, I mean, when Allie and I are in a room together, it is kind of uncanny. It's oh, nice. That's why I had both of you at my wedding, because I just wanted the both of you around. <laughs> it was a good time. It was um, so funny, because all we talked about at the wedding was how we were going to laugh at inappropriate times and then sob harder than anything, and we did. That's exactly what we did. And then, like, we were having, like, a super serious moment with the photographer, and didn't, like, somebody fart or say the word fart? <laughs> I don't remember. And, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but it was over, like, like, a wall that wasn't a complete wall, so even though we were having this, like, kind of serious moment. <laughs> okay. Is that right? right? That was my frying pan falling off of my tofu. <laughs> oh no! The tofu rejected. Wish your damn self is what that tofu said. I have an, like a small. What an episode this is! I had a small acorn <laughs> squash in the pan to hold it on top of the tofu, and I think it all just rolled away into the sink. The acorn squash was like, "No, I don't know you. That's my purse." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's the name of the episode. Okay, anyway. I do, I do remember the wedding, though, like, because that was when you and John were taking the blindfolded pictures. Yeah. And for some reason, that just made my heart, like, scream. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Well, we had I, both, because we had the wedding, and then we moved across the country the next day, and we had both been so, like, um, one-track-minded, and kind of unemotional about everything and it was when we took those pictures that we were both like okay this is fine we're doing it it's gonna be great like it all hit at once and it was, it was at that moment and then there was like the word fart came over the half wall and I was like what's happening out there? I think like either Allie or I got the nervous farts or emotional yeah. farts don't quote <laughs> me on that Allie's gonna listen to this and be like don't listen to Violet she's crazy <laughs> Uh, there was also when we were on that beautiful pier and you guys were like saying your vows <laughs> I think I was standing next to Allie and one of the like beautiful drapes we were both crying 
kept flying in our faces. Oh no! <laughs> so she kept like beating it down. She was like, "No," but it was like one of those like trying to be calm because we knew there were pictures being taken, and you guys oh, were no. saying your wedding vows, and we're crying, and also trying to beat away this. Curtain. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so anyway. much. The photographer got the best picture of Allie. Because it's like a side view of all the bridesmaids, all four of you. Uh-huh. And uh, she's like, she leans out and is like giving the Megusta smile at the photographer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find it and post it. It's the best. It made it. We, our wedding was featured in like the Pink Bride magazine and that picture made it into the magazine. Oh, my God. No way. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. I'll send it to you. Um, anyway, queen. Okay, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, she really is. And if you're not sure who we're talking about, Allie owns Blank Slate Labs and is part owner of Arcadian Grooming, which we have promo codes for both. Murder Blows gets you 15% off both. If you're not sure what they are, hang out to the end of the episode. We'll talk about it then. Um, now. They deserve a mid-roll promo. They do. A mid-roll, especially because we're like, what? An hour in already? Uh, right. <laughs> so I do this thing when I walk to work where I lick my lips and then the cold gets into them and then like cracks my lips into little pieces. But do you know mm-hmm. what helps? The mm-hmm. lip scrub. I do know. Tell them what it it's, tastes like, Saja. It tastes like brownies. <laughs> it's so lovely. It is. Um, it, don't ingest it. It says not to. Um, no. <laughs> it's great. It's great. It's so that great. is a lip scrub that is from blankslatelabs.com yes. or at blankslatelabs on Instagram. Go check them out. No um, BS Skincare. No BS Skincare. What a great name. They have a uni oil that I swear by. And I use it on my face one to two times every day. And then, in fact, I'm almost out. I need to order more. And uh, then they have a body scrub that Sasha and I both keep in our shower. Because mm-hmm. it's the best time to use it is when you're already in the shower. And you're like, oh, I'll just rinse this off in like a minute when I'm done with my hair. Yes. And <laughs> like, like a minute funny. is accurate. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I do it. And then uh, Arcadian Grooming is... Owned by our friend Eric Dale, which my advice is going to be his advice for this week. John is doing this. He's hearing me talk about Arcadian grooming, and he uses it every day. And he's doing this, like, finger flip thing with his hair. Like, tell him that I use it. Tell him that I use it. I want to advertise it. You want to advertise it? Yeah. Get up in here, boy. Oh, my God. He just built salsa on the couch. Oh. Salsa on the couch. Okay, here we go. I'm nervous. Right. You, you got it. <laughs> tell me about the pomade. Tell, tell him about the pomade. Uh. Okay. <laughs> if you use the pomade, it's, you it's won't really sound great. like that. It makes you it. And I, uh, Eric Dale uh, listens to this. I hope so. Eric Dale, I love you. Thanks for the pomade. What else did they know? <laughs> She's going to keep all of this in. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was like having Tina from Pops Burgers on the episode. <laughs> 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 I just lose my breath because his hair product just blows me away. Wow. Oh, Look at that. What do, you, what do you use? Capitalism. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> Cut that part out. What do you use? I don't even know. Okay. Some pomade, like hard clay. Wow. Okay. I keep one in my office when I have to go to an important business meeting. 
when I have to fuck shit up. Um, we can have that on the record. And uh, just when I'm styling, profiling. Like, I make an appearance in clubs and, you know. Clubs? Right. <laughs> I forgot my mic being in. I was just trying not to scream in laughter. Styling and profiling. I had never been to a club before. Yeah. But if I did go to a club, that's probably what I would feel like. If you had to style and profile at the same time. <laughs> yeah. If you had Arcadia. to style and profile at the same time. Man. Wow. wow. What a so... rolling endorsement. Yeah. Sorry, Eric Dale. I hope that. Don't be sorry. She's not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. ArcadianGrooming.com. Check them out. Promo code Murdy Blows. <laughs> So I think we can mark this as the first. This is the first time a male has been on our podcast. Besides John, that one time he walked into the back of... Uh... Okay, so John's always been the only male on the podcast. Yeah. And then there's the John in Denver. Yeah, no, I meant like oh, you and John okay. walked into the back of uh, the Just store. Kidding. Just kidding. Shout out to them. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> Guys, said, not to derail this sad puppy murder story that we're about to hear. It's just um, <laughs> But I have not... some Christmas would you rather questions if we have time. Yeah. Okay. To Quick fire on mammies. <laughs> or should we oh, do we're this doing... after the No, murder. we need to be sad and this will lift or lift the spirits. Okay. Okay. okay Let's great. get sad then. Okay. <clears throat> Let's get sad. <laughs> I'm so depressed. The recording days are so hard. It's going to be fine. You're going to like it. It is vigilante justice, right? You said. Uh huh. Okay. Well, that's my specialty. Not technically, oh, but like You're... she loves vigilante justice. We love some revenge stories. Revenge. This is gonna be your jam, Violet. This is for Allie and for you. Aww. So <clears throat> what? Oh, it was a good all, like a like a happy all. Oh. Like, aww. <laughs> I was like, what? I haven't even started yet. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so, on July 10th in 1981, Skidmore, Missouri, uh, Kenrex McElroy was shot and killed in broad daylight with seemingly no witnesses. This is that story. Da-da! Uh, sorry. <laughs> we talked about SVU and Chris Maloney earlier, and I got hyped, so... This is where we are. Okay. Skidmore is a small and modest town in Missouri. It's uh, approximately 80 miles northwest of Kansas City, which is the big city of Missouri. Uh, It's consisting around 440 residents, and it's mostly, like, small family-run businesses. It's a farming town, blah, blah, blah. Um, So Ken McElroy was born in, hold please, uh, June 1st, 1934. He was the 15th of 16 children. <clears throat> Red flag. What the fuck? It's a small farming town. Um, Hold on. So if she had 16 kids, she was technically pregnant for 40 weeks for each of them. <laughs> You're that gonna do a lot. What is it? Tell us. You you sounded like you were googling. I was gonna do ten months, but no one believes me when I say people are pregnant for ten months. Uh, she was pregnant for six hundred and forty weeks. Ew. 
which equates to, uh, oh my god, over 10 years. Ew! I don't know if I've ever said this out loud, but I always thought having, like, a period for a year would be the worst, but I take it back. Doing that for 10 years would be the actual worst. 12 years. 12 years. Because there was in total 16 children. I was just die. One of the youngest. Her name was, the mom's name was Mabel. So, that's my old, that's my favorite old lady name. Like, four episodes back. It's Mabel, turns out. Um... So his parents were Tony and Mabel. There was a lot of children. We already went through that. Um, Ken made it to either the fifth or the eighth grade. I saw it both in multiple places, but he dropped out of school in that area of time and was basically illiterate. Um, he went to do a lot of like hard labor stuff. Let's see. Uh, he stayed in the town his whole life. He was never a popular man. As an adult, he was roughly 270 pounds. He had big, black, bushy sideburns. You know, he was a force. Um, he held the entire town of Skidmore under his thumb, this article says. He was always armed with a gun. And McElroy took whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted, and nobody dared ask questions. <sighs> so, uh, when he was young, he fell from a hay wagon on his family farm, and as a result, a steel plate was implanted into his head. Oh my god, head injuries. Head injury! Check! Oh. Uh, many question if this was the catalyst that caused him to become the... <laughs> crazy monster that he eventually morphed into. Um, his criminal career started off with petty crimes such as stealing livestock and this soon escalated, predominantly in violence. Over the years, ugh, there's a hammer now, sorry. McElroy was a uh, raging alcoholic and a notor- notorious womanizer. Uh, he was married multiple times. He fathered a total of 15 children. No. Uh, the apple does not fall Stop. far from the tree. Uh, and the children, all not all of them had different mothers, but there was a lot of different um, women involved, many of them just being teenagers at the time. They were pregnant. More on that. Excuse me. <clears throat> um, he uh, didn't really care about, you know, what the law had to say or any morals he was kind of lacking in that department uh he met his youngest and last wife now he was married three times and they were all like a disturbingly young age and through like mental abuse and like verbal abuse he kind of they all had like stockholm syndrome kind of that's what different things have said um Anyway, his youngest and last wife, Trina, in 1971, when they met, she was 12 years old. <gasps> oh, Yeah, so... How old was he again? Do I want to know? Uh, you know, it doesn't say how old he was, but he was definitely, like, full Not grown like adult. like, 20, yeah. No. No, no, no. Not that Not that would that be that would cool make it either. Okay. That's yeah. not chill, but definitely, like, in his 30s. That's just... 
Nope. Yeah, no, I'm going to use that word. That's disgusting. It's disgusting. disgusting. Um, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, please bring it back. Um, she, not even two years into their quote-unquote relationship, she was pregnant. Um, unsurprisingly, Miguel Warren mistreated Trina, who eventually attempted to escape by fleeing to her parents' house. So when this is going on, when he got Trina pregnant, he was married to this girl named Alice. I think she was more like a woman at this point. Like, I don't think she was that young. I don't know. Um, So Alice and Trina both flee to Trina's parents' house with Trina's son, um, who was a newborn. Uh, McElroy refused to let her get away that easily. He followed Trina to her parents' house, and once there, he shot their dog and set their house on fire. And before he did all that, he got Trina. He took her back home with the baby. He physically abused her for the, quote, apparent misconduct. So she tries to get away from him, and he kills her family dog, and burns her house down. Um, Trina goes to, she gets away for a second. She goes to the doctor. She tells the doctor that, she tells him about the arson and the abuse. And the doctor called social the social well, welfare agency and put her into a foster home because she's a child. Oh, my God. I just realized that. Like, I was like, oh, what are they going to do? And then you were like, put her into a foster home. I was like, oh, yeah, because she's, like, 14. She's a 14-year-old with a newborn. Oh, my God. So, facing molestation charges due to Trina's young age, um, when, since, you know, he began a sexual relationship with her when she was so young, McElroy discovered that if he were to marry Trina then she would be exempt from testifying against him. So he knew that Trina's testimony would be very damning against him. So McElroy was granted permission to marry Trina by her panic-stricken parents after he threatened that if they didn't grant permission, he would burn their new home to the ground. So she is finally in, like, a protected space, And he's like, you have to marry me. She's like, I don't have to. But her parents are like, you have to because we're scared of him. So everybody is just terrified of Ken McElroy. Oh, I'll tell you at the end. Damn it. They have a movie and the actor that plays him is like spot on. But I love the actor. So we'll save it. It's not such uh, a double-edged sword. Like, I watched the Dolores Claiborne movie, and the guy that plays Dolores Claiborne's husband is such a phenomenal actor. But I was like, ugh, ugh, he's so awful. But also, <laughs> like, he's the perfect yeah. actor for this role physically. Exactly. Yeah. Can't wait. Um, <laughs> can't wait. <clears throat> uh, yeah, so they were like, you can marry him, I guess. So... Throughout Ken's life, um, he had been indicted with a range of crimes, including child molestation, rape, attempted murder, murder, and burglary. However, the citizens of Skidmore were so petrified 
of his like craziness and rage. Um, hold on. That everybody was like scared to testify against him. The whole town knew how violent and un unpredictable he was. His lawyer, Richard McFadden, would later say that he defended McElroy in at least three or four felonies per year. So Richard McCadden was a big time like mob lawyer from Kansas City, which is like the big town in Missouri at that point, at least. So he got him off on all of these crimes because he's just he. McElroy is like, I'm untouchable. Nobody can do anything to me. Uh, it almost seemed as though he was exempt from the law, at least until the fateful day when his reign of terror came to an abrupt halt when vigilante justice took over. McElroy's daughter, who was also Trina's daughter, steals something from um, Mr. Bobo in camp. And... He came in and was like, my daughter didn't do this. And they're like, hey, listen, we don't want any trouble. Just, you know, it's fine, I guess. It, we weren't accusing her of anything. We just wanted to make sure that, you know, if you took something, you got paid for. So he leaves. He's really hot-headed. Um, he is kind of like stalking the Bowen camps at this point. He would sit outside of their house um, at night. He would wait until it got dark. Then he would shoot like rounds into the air just so they knew he was there what did um, he do for a living so that's the thing he basically got away with stealing stuff and reselling stuff like livestock for a living oh my god so he's just like this is a small town like not a little over 400 people and nobody wants to touch him because he's terrifying um yeah so it gets to the point where as a warning sign. The stalking and the harassment of the Bone Camp family took a tragic turn for the worse on a pleasant summer night of July 1980. It's just almost oddly enough. Yeah, a little like a year before he was killed. Uh, Bo Bone Camp was standing outside the loading dock of his grocery store waiting for a repair man, and McElroy drove up to the store and shot him in the neck with a shotgun. Um, Bo did survive, and the uh, town was done. Everybody was done with, <laughs> was that a clap? <laughs> uh, yeah, everybody was done with his shit, with McElroy's shit. Um, so this is the only crime that McElroy was convicted for. So he was convicted for the attack of Bo, and he was released on bail awaiting appeal, which does not make any sense to me, much to the shock of the entire community what? as well as mine. Yeah. I know a lot about bail and bonds, and you shouldn't get out. And this is the 80s, That's in a small true. town. But still. Ugh. Yeah. So... McElroy was really pissed at Bo Bowenkamp for getting him in trouble because remember he was untouchable and he was already like kind of planning his revenge on Bo. Um, the townspeople hours after McElroy gets out word spreads really fast. The townspeople go to a city hall and they're like, look, what are we going to do? Are we going to protect like his past victims? What do we like? What do we do here? 
So the sheriff and the mayor were both at the town hall and they're both like, we're going to step out and what happens next is like up to you guys. And they're like, mm, okay. So somebody comes into the town hall meeting and they're like, hey, uh, uh, Ken and uh, Trina are both at the D&G Tavern, which is like the local bar. And they're like, okay, okay, cool. Like maybe we'll just show up there. It's fine. Like what, what's the difference? So 60 people are in this town hall meeting and they all go to the D&G Tavern. Now, some of them go into the tavern, order a drink. Some of them wait across the street, and some of them are, like, up on a hill, like, around a gas station close to the tavern. But all of a sudden, in the D&G Tavern, it gets really crowded. And Ken and uh, Trina are both in there. Ken uh, McElroy also just casually has his uh, M1 rifle with a bayonet attached to the muzzle. He's just cleaning it while he's drinking a beer in the 1980s at the DNG Tavern in Missouri. Just painting a picture for you. Um, he's like, it's getting a little crowded in here. Let's head out. Trina's like, cool, that's fine. So they get to the truck. He opens the door for Trina. She gets in, oddly chivalrous, <laughs> chivalrous? Chivalrous. Chivalrous. I don't know. Chivalrous. Chivalrous. Yes. Um, gets her in the truck, and he is just shot twice. And there was 60 people there, and no one called an ambulance. No one. <laughs> Everybody's doing that thing where they just look it up and like whistling and tapping their foot. Like, I don't know. What did you, what, did you hear that? Was it an airplane? Like, what oh just happened? Gosh. I feel like so, I'm half shocked because like, I feel like I would be fighting someone to kill this guy. I could be like, no, I get to do it. <laughs> so, well, so there was two, he was killed by two gunshots to the facial region. So like one hit him in the face and one hit him in the neck, which is ironic because everybody's just getting shot in the neck around here. Um, and when they got the bullet casings, they saw the bullet casings, they were from two different guns. So they know at least two different people shot Ken and they think it was the people that were hanging out across the street. But as soon as this happened, they, Trina like jumped out of the passenger side window and somebody took her and like took her to the local church so she would be safe. And she full on was like, I saw who did it. Like, you know, they shot him. They killed him. This is so messed up. I loved him and all this stuff. But she was the only witness, quote unquote, that ever said anything, that ever tried to pin a person. And it is, you could just assume that the whole town was in on it because it never really went to trial. I think Trina did end up suing someone and got a little bit of money out of it but other than that everybody was like i don't know what you're talking about who's kin no 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 for real like sorry trina i know that you were just going through some hard stuff but you're welcome <laughs> yeah so i'll read you what's on his headstone because it's gonna make you throw up so it says beloved kin kendrex McElroy, brave fearless and compassionate 
1934 to 1981. Gross. Crazy. Isn't that Gross. fearful and crumogeny? Isn't that so crazy? Oh. The town is like, we're tired of you raping our daughters. Let's get him. I can just and hear the like. Just like <laughs> and it's so okay with like idolizing people in death. I think it's okay to be like, oh wait, people fucking sucked. Yeah. 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 But this is where like this is a perfect case where vigilante justice is like you have 60 people against one. Like, like ready to go. Don't at me. Everyone's just tired. And the law like wouldn't do anything or couldn't do anything or his fancy Kansas City lawyer would finesse him out of anything, but I mean vigilante justice is definitely a slippery slope. <laughs> Very slippery. Very If slippery. everyone just said that that I committed this crime out of vigilante justice, we would all be... It would be the purge. 100%. Yeah. But yeah. this is... I thought this was really, really interesting. Like, thank God. Well, and it, it's those moments where you're like, you don't want to commend someone for doing it, and then you're like, but at least it's done. But at least, like, he's not hurting anyone anymore. And I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. You don't... You don't you don't get to touch a child. <laughs> like, so that's kid. my thing. And it's like several. When you were like youngest, I was like, I'm seriously grossed out because I'm trying to think of who was the oldest. If they how old? No, but any. So he would. He had three wives. Yeah. And he would. I don't know, like. Flirt with them. It's so nasty. I hate saying it. But they were like 14 at that time. Oh my God. And he would so stay. Old. He would impregnate them and stay with them until they kind of got too old and then would just find another child. So gross. That is disgusting. It's the worst. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. But, um, let's see. Trina, like I said, Trina was the only witness and she was the one that said that this certain person got the gun out of the back of the truck and shot him. And, yeah, everybody was just like, mm, that's a story. That's, you know, that's weird. Nobody heard that. Well, and my thing, too, is I feel like all of the town would have been like, oh, no, he was here at this time. And they cooperated with the backstory. Well, they even got, like, the FBI in on it. Oh, my God. Why and... don't waste your time? Like, yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> so this is my thing. Wasting your time? This is my thing. It's, like, on big cases, like, crazy, insane, like, this guy did this horrible thing. Yeah. Like, the FBI is like, mm, too busy. And then, like, this douchebag dies. Yeah, they're like, and let's put all of our resources. Hold the phone. We want to make sure we're doing right here. <laughs> here. Come on. This is why I like Batman. <laughs> Batman. Okay, so, Violet, this part's for you. Okay. Uh, Ken, Ken McElroy was played by Brian Dennehy. Brian Dennehy. I, he's the... He's... Big Tom Callahan from Tommy Boy. Nah. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, mate. Oh, oh my God. Wow. Right. Yeah. And that's what he looked like. Yeah. That's exactly what he looked What's like. What's the name of the movie called? It's, uh, the first there was a book called In Broad Daylight uh, by Harry McLean. And then the movie is called In Broad Daylight. And it came out in like, I also think the late 80s, it's available. The movie is available on YouTube, but it's very pixelated. 1991. 
Whoa. The year I was born. Fun fact. Nice. Yeah, wow. This looks special. Yeah, (laughs) this looks special. Special is a great word for it. Cloris Leachman is in this, though, who is my queen. But they do, like, (laughs) the lead person, like Brian Dennehy's character in the in Broad Daylight movie is named Lynn instead of Ken. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh I see it. Lynn they, they like yeah, they barely like tweak the name so I guess they can get away with it. It's like I named someone in this this book I'm writing Rock Burner or Rocks Burner. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what from <laughs> his career was like spared because he like yeah, I am pretty much it's Rock Turner everybody, but I don't care. Oh Marsha <laughs> K. Harden is in this movie? here for it yeah so the morbidology.com was my main source but i saw it for the first time on ranker and then i listened to the podcast mixed nuts which honestly is like the male australian version of us there's there's four of them they talk about one version of us (laughs) yeah they talk about one case an episode and it's one guy telling all other three guys about the case and they do it once a week just like we do which i thought was pretty hilarious and then the podcast the minds of madness is also what i got some information from hell yeah good story Maisie. Good i, I look i like the vigilante Oh, me too. It feels really good. I feel less sad than normal. Yeah. That's why I was like, you know, there's a the dog thing, but it's like, eh? Well, it's it sucks that he, like, got to live this reign of terror. It also sucks that this poor girl was, like, manipulated to think he was something that he wasn't. But that happens, though. You see it literally yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like, well, he, even his wife, Alice. Out with, like, uh-huh. Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, like, it's kind of like, I used to hear it all the time when I was younger, and I can't imagine girls now, but, like, young girls, like, 15 and 16 years old getting told, you're so mature for your age. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, that's how it starts, is, like, flattery that, like, oh, they're so above, like, other girls their age, when it's, like, they're only that because they're, like, entertaining the idea of these monsters. Oh, right. Oh, my God. Well, me. even... Even his um, first wife, Alice, the, I mean, she left a quote for uh, Time Magazine in, like, 2012. And even then, she was like, he never stole anything. Like, he wasn't bad to us or anything like that. Like, even now, she wasn't going to speak against him. That's insane. Yeah. Um, Trina did go on to get remarried, but she died in 2012 at the age of 55. Also, let's tie that up. Hopefully, like, her husband was, like, around her age, maybe a little more sensible. I hope so. I also hope he was, like, a therapist. And, you know. She could get whenever help whenever she needed it. Yeah. (laughs) Let's try coming back out of that. Well, and I feel like people can, you know, like, one of, well, was it, man, I can't remember if it was a Maisie and I case or if it was just a me case. Um, I feel like it was the Ant Hill Kids, but there was that documentary about the lady. Mm. You remember? And she mm-hmm. like escaped it. Yeah. Finally. Well, and it's kind of you even can kind of look at all the like Charles Manson supporters 
Like, there's still, to this day, so many people that believe he was wrongfully imprisoned. Right. That are diehard. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you just, you just see, to me, I think that's why I love cults so much, because it's, it's literally like, I can't imagine my brain being so warped, maybe because it has been warped in the past, but now that, like, I see it, you know, you grow from that sort of thing, and, like, that's what's so fascinating to me, is just that people how, are so how susceptible. Did you get there? Yeah, and, and like I said, and I think it's different when you're a kid. Right. You know? When you're but, 12 and the only other attention you're getting, because you're not getting any from your parents. Yeah. Ugh. But you see these, like, I feel like Manson preyed on, like, certain type of women. And I'm going to oh, say 100%. preyed. But, like, and then uh, look at Jonestown. Like, to me, like, Jonestown is one of the biggest reasons why, like, certain things in religion, like, I started to question, was because you have this guy just talking out of his asshole. Mm-hmm. And people are eating it up because they're in a in like a in a down spot like they feel Mm -hmm. like they're not fitting in at the church they're going to they disagree with some things and all of a sudden this man has all the answers and he's all accepting and right it it fascinates me so much how easily manipulated people are myself Mm -hmm. included like i said myself included but it's crazy cults blow my mind messed up Ugh. It's episodes like these, though, that make me want to just, like, beast some true crime stuff and just really. Beast some true crime stuff. Because, you know, like, sometimes sometimes I have to take a break. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I need, like, instead of falling asleep to dangerous affairs, I'll fall asleep to cheers. (laughs) Oh, yeah, all the time. I listen to, like, five other podcasts that aren't true crime related. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes you're just like, oh, that felt good. I only yeah. listen to our podcast. That's true crime. Now, oh, really? like I couldn't, I couldn't keep going. I had to stop. Oh no! Welcome. It's fine. Uh, now I have a bunch of uh, um, D and D podcasts. It's great. Oh yes. What are those Christmas questions? Oh, oh yeah, run us have, through it. Let's run through a few and instead of doing advice, unless you want to do advice. Oh, no. I said I would do advice because I took Eric Dale's advice. Uh-huh. Um, they had Eric Dale's and then we'll Christmas. Eric Dale's advice is don't keep all your eggs in one basket. They okay. had some money stolen, but it wasn't all of their money. And they're fixing it. What? That sucks. Yeah. That's so scary. Yeah, especially for a business standpoint. But Eric Dale's advice to you all from com promo code 15% off. Uh, is don't keep all your eggs in one basket. Tight. Yeah. All right, ladies, rapid fire. Let's go. Uh, would you rather make presents for your family instead of buying them or make ornaments for your Christmas tree instead of buying them? Make, make ornaments, ornaments for the Christmas tree. Yeah. Not celebrate Christmas this year or not celebrate your birthday this year? Mm, not celebrate I don't care Christmas. About <laughs> <laughs> I don't celebrate either, so take your pick. <laughs> Sorry. Frosty the snowman for a friend or Rudolph the rain, red-nosed reindeer for a friend? Is it Michael Keaton? Uh, Rudolph. <laughs> oh, when he gets the titties. <laughs> I want Michael Keaton as a friend. Okay. Okay. Um, have a Christmas, have cri- Christmas tree tinsel for hair or have fingernails that light up like Christmas lights? Fingernails. Fingernails. Tinsel's annoying. 
be yes. home one Christmas and get lots of presents or go to Disneyland for Christmas but not get any presents. Disneyland. 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 I can buy myself presents. Happy would Chrysler. You, would you rather <laughs> eat your cereal? <laughs> Happy <laughs> Chrysler. We put a tree up and I was like, Happy Chrysler. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Eat your cereal with eggnog instead of milk or eat a candy cane sandwich. Candy, candy cane, cane sandwich. sandwich. Eggnog's gross. Eggnog cereal literally made me want to shit my pants just now. Ew. I want to grow up. Have a nose that glows like Rudolph or have pointy ears like an elf? Pointy elf. ears all day long. I do that receive for Receive socks for Christmas or receive a dictionary for Christmas? Uh, socks. Socks. Uh, be given $100 for Christmas to buy things for yourself or to be given $1,000 before Christmas to buy gifts for other people? $1,000 for other people! Yeah. Yo, my sweet angels. You're so sweet. <laughs> Our sweet Christmas angels. Would you rather get many small presents or one big present? Many small ones. Many small ones, yeah. Me too. I like trinkets. Uh, <laughs> okay, be one of Santa's elves or be one of Santa's reindeer. Ooh. Reindeer. On both counts. Reindeer. They get to fly. Elves they have to work. Fly. That's so fair. You also poop in public. Oh, I'm down for that. I'll be a reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> everyone thanks for listening to <laughs> you can find us on twitter instagram and reddit at our murder blows murder blows murder blows at gmail.com at us imaginary patreon slash murder blows and guys don't worry it's gonna be cody's story next week yes when she's oh. back to being alive The Cult of Domesticity is a weekly podcast created by two best friends who share a love of history, true crime, literature, somewhat current events, and everything else in between. Join us every Thursday as we cover things that interest us and hopefully you too. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and most other podcast listening apps. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and we cannot wait to hear from you. Bye. Bye.